People of the world, it's the Brothers Talk with your hosts, Rod, Scott, and Norm, inviting you to join us each Friday wherever you listen to your favorite podcast or on our website to hear our take as three black, unfiltered African-American men with no strings attached, giving voice to the most feared, most misunderstood, and most rarely heard from segment of the population on topics of interest to us for education, enlightenment, and entertainment. You can follow us on Facebook. You can reach us with your comments, questions, suggestions at The Brothers Talk on Twitter, The Brothers Talk on Instagram, and you can email us, thebrotherstalk at gmail.com. And stay tuned for our long-awaited YouTube channel. And now on with this week's episode. Happy holiday season, Brothers Talk family, as we welcome you and all of our first-time listeners around the world, wherever you're listening in. Thank you for joining us as we spread the message of advocating for critical thinking and conversations, promote social activism, and uplift people everywhere. And keep in mind that we still need your help with the work of encouraging and educating everyone that we come into contact with to identify, endorse, and inspire new and existing Black businesses and individuals for the empowerment and prosperity of our community. In your weekly coronavirus awareness alert, because we care, we're facing a new normal in terms of wintertime respiratory infections that goes like this. According to health officials, when the COVID pandemic was at its highest, it basically sidelined the flu and RSV2 because of the precautions that were being taken and especially because there was less contact person to person. But now that people have more or less resumed their regular routines, both the flu and RSV2, which are deadly viruses as well, have also returned to hospitalize and kill thousands, just like in years past. So add in the coronavirus, the deadliest of them all, and we've got a prescription for a lot more sickness this year. Well, here's your broken record message. We all need to do a better job of urging everyone that we can to get vaccinated and the boosters. We know millions of people will be out and about this holiday season spreading all the respiratory infectious diseases and including pneumonia. So family, arm yourselves and protect your loved ones. Wash your hands, wear masks in crowded situations, use plenty of disinfectants. And if you or your children do get sick, please stay home until the contagious period passes to not spread it to others. Come on, people. We don't want this to be our last holiday season together because of these preventable diseases. We can and we must do better. And now to my brothers in the struggle for critical thinking, Scott and Norm. Thanks, Rod. And as usual, thanks, family, for your continued support. Just to follow up on what Rod just talked about in terms of the COVID virus is still real. No matter what you think, I have two close relatives and friends who got the virus last week. One of them is still struggling. She's had it for over a week. She's still struggling with the virus. So that in itself let me know that, you know, hey, I'm doing something right by wearing my mask when I'm out in the public, when I'm around a lot of people. I read something here recently where the the new vaccine is ready. I think that the government is going to start back paying for it because of the numbers are so low in terms of people going going back to get the booster. So check into it. Uh, we're just getting ready to hit wind up into this real, real this area with, like Rod said, we got we got the flu, RSV, but more importantly, we got the coronavirus, and it's ticking up in a hurry. So go out and get your shot. Before you get your shot, wear your mask and take care of yourself and your loved ones. Norm? 
You know, we always talk about health issues and we've been talking about the COVID pandemic for a while now. And every week we try to remind everyone how important it is to take care of yourselves and and avoid getting this disease. But we haven't discussed the fentanyl pandemic and how it's affecting our community. Literally, we as an African-American community are really being destroyed by this as well. So I just wanted to remind everybody, please stay away from these drugs if you have to do them. Go to a government agency that's actually selling them or, or whatever, but get them clean, clean as possible, Rod. This week, we want to discuss the Biden-Harris black voter problem. And yes, it is a problem. We're not focusing on the polling statistics out there, but, you know, there is something that you get what you call anecdotal evidence, which is just what you can feel from the conversations with people that you have. And the problem really goes like this. There isn't any real excitement about Biden-Harris as an administration. And the unfortunate reality is that it also seems like on the side of the Biden-Harris administration, there's not a lot of effort to invigorate the Black voter. And so that's a prescription for disaster from our estimation, because on the one side, you hear a lot of things from Black voters who are concerned about not feeling as though a lot has been done by the Biden-Harris administration. And it seems they have done some things. I mean, Roland Martin has been real big uh, of trying to outline some of the things that are done. But And most of the times I'm in kind of lockstep with Roland, but I'm not on this one because Roland seems to be a little too cozy in his efforts to defend Kamala Harris. And that, in my estimation, gives him kind of a blind spot. Because most of the people that we're talking to, and usually Roland's trying to defend them off as well, is folks who are making complaints and they are starting to say things that we know are to be true. They are saying, you know, they're concerned about Biden's age. Now, some will cite on the other side, well, you know, Trump isn't that much younger. And that's not the issue. The issue isn't necessarily that folks are comparing ages. They're just feeling like, as many of us do that in Congress, as well as the presidency, there's a time when you're too old to really be effective. And certainly Biden has tried to stave off some of that. But at the end of the day, you can't escape father time. And so what possibly could invigorate the black masses of voters is to feel like they are really being taken care of, or that their issues are important. And that just does not seem to be the case to this point. Lord, age is is a problem. And all of us have relatives in our family or friends or associates and that we come in contact with who are 80 plus. And the faculties are just not there. I don't care how sharp you used to be. It, it's just you're just not there. And, and Biden, when you see him, I think the thing is, too, is people are visually looking at him and he's looking older than he actually is. I mean. He's like, I think, 81. He's going to be 82 next year. But he's looking like a guy that's more 91. He moves like somebody who is a lot older. And I think that's what people are concerned about. But the the other thing of the matter is you keep hearing that the Democrats, they don't message well. And we hear this all the time. And I haven't seen anything that they've done to make me even think that they care about what messaging how they message to the people who are not, uh, who are kind of like wait and see in terms of whether they're going to vote for vote for the uh, Biden-Harris team or not. These are very smart people. And for them to keep talking about 
they're not getting out the right message in terms of, you know, their their accomplishments. Biden administration, the Biden administration has accomplished a lot of things. They probably accomplished more things than 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 Bush, Obama, and and Trump combined. Why why do you why do you don't see commercials about that? Why don't they have surrogates out there? They don't have a lot of surrogates out there because, as Rod said, all most of the politician and leadership in the uh, Democratic Party they're like in their late seventies, early eighties. They don't have the energy. They don't have the. They don't have the the time. I don't know what it is, but for some reason they're not grooming younger people so that they can even have people talk about this is what we're trying to do for you. And the biggest thing is black people haven't seen any results. Election after election, what have you done for us? We see what other people are getting, but we don't see what, what are you going to do for us? You haven't done anything yet. You touched on a, a few really important things there, Scott. Number one, the age thing. Basically, you cannot have 75 and 80-year-old surrogates coming out because they're not going to excite anyone in your base. They're not. No one's excited about voting for an 80-year-old president. No one. Literally, now you have the fact that he's done very little and has doesn't really have a relationship with the African-American community. And even his his election, our votes were peeling off. You cannot constantly run on that you're not the Republicans. That's not a message. That's literally all they have. And looking at some of the votes, uh, elections around the country, the excitement's not there and voter turnout is down. Voter turnout is going to be down on in this election for the Democrats. And I'll say one thing about Trump supporters. No matter what, they're excited to go to those polls. They're excited to turn out and vote for Trump. No one's excited to turn out and vote for Biden and Harris. That's just not happening. And if a third party candidate comes up, wet Cornell West or Kennedy or anyone, they don't have to peel off a lot, just a little bit to make this race interesting. So what we are really trying to do is to encourage the Biden-Harris administration to recognize the need for them to be much more intentional about getting out the Black vote, about giving Black people a reason to vote for them. And as I said earlier, there are folks out there who are touting some of the things that they've done. And and I will admit, I wasn't aware of some of the things that they have done. And those are some really positive things. And what it's enough to make me say this, that at this point in time, they are the only real choice for Black Americans. That in spite of, you know, Kennedy himself is a kind of a fanatical anti-vaxxer conspiracy theorist. And strangely enough for his pedigree, he's just a nutcase. And Cornel West, while very strong in terms of his social positions uh, in the Black community and what needs to be done, we all know that he's a fringe candidate. As you said, Norm, he doesn't have to take a lot. But that means that we need to see the Biden-Harris team redoubling their efforts to get the Black vote out because they need to literally try to buy our votes. I guess that's what I would say, that they need to be putting programs in place that our people can look up and say, like, well, no matter how old he is and no matter how we feel about Kamala, look at what we got. And if we do that, then we'll be assured to get out and vote. But we are in precarious times where it looks suspiciously like we might be in a place where 
the worst possible outcome could happen. I mean, it's hard to believe that 45 could actually get back in there with all his legal troubles and everything else. But we cannot say that it's not possible just because we've already seen it happen. Maybe not to this degree, but now it tells us that stranger things can happen. And therefore, Biden-Harris, you got to get out there. You cannot think that just having Kamala Harris on ticket is somehow going to get you an excited Black voting base because it's not. There's as many complaints about the ineffectiveness of Kamala Harris and her inability to connect with Black America as there are about Biden's age. So they need to be focused on doing whatever they can to galvanize us because we all know the truth. We make the difference. We are the winning plurality in these elections for Democrats. And if we're not there, then they're going to lose. Another thing that I've noticed about the uh Biden-Harris ticket, and not just them, but the Democrats, you know, they are elitists, and they they continue to be, and they think that people don't think that they're elitists, but just look at their actions. When you take a look at, you know, the economy is supposed to be just harming, the economy is great, but it's not. People aren't feeling it because it's not great for people who are at the low ends of the uh, uh, income spectrum, you know, Upper middle class, middle class people, and rich people. Yeah, the economy is doing great for them because they don't want. They're the ones who have money in the stock market. You know, they're the ones who who can buy big purchases. One of the things that I think uh, the Biden administration and high and and Kamala Harris, who can turn this thing around, is to read do what Trump is doing. The read one of the reasons that these people are supportive of Trump, not just because he's he spew all this racism and 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 stuff like that. It's because he goes to these towns and they see him. I've been in some of these small place towns in in Georgia and Florida and Alabama, Louisiana, and you can see that people are destitute. And all Biden need to do is just show up at some of these or come to Harris, just show up at some of these towns and let people know that hey, we're listening, or we want to listen to you. We're going to do some things to try to help you. But if you don't never show up and the only person who shows up is Trump, then that's who they think really care about them. Because Biden, I don't I haven't seen any photo op or any video of him going to any of these small towns in, in, in Florida or Georgia, South Georgia or Alabama, any of those southern states in Pennsylvania, where he's from. I've never seen him go to any of those small towns. So. If they change their strategy and just make an appearance and be present, I think that would help them out a lot. Scott, to go back to a point, again, we discussed earlier, an 80-year-old president is not going to get on the campaign trail and go around and make these appearances. That's just not going to happen. No energy. He's done, literally. And I wanted to bring up another point regarding the CBC, the Congressional Black Caucus, who basically has now formed a super PAC. I believe they received like $10 million from the Democratic Party to basically ignite and, and hopefully get the Black vote out. And I, I'm assuming that they're supposed to be doing some marketing for the Democratic Party, which you alluded to, Scott, as far as getting their accomplishments and everything out front and and to support. But I don't think that's going to help them at this point because they've been silent way too long and they really don't have a coordinated message. I think they're done. 
as we started out this segment, and we certainly, again, want to hear what you think, but it's our state opinion that we are seeing a serious problem in disconnecting with the Black voting population. And that doesn't even begin to address the issues that we see of voter suppression and disenfranchisement efforts that are going on in states across the South. Even when you see the Supreme Court striking down some of those, there is a counter strategy of where they really did put some extreme measures in place in gerrymandering, knowing that if court would strike some of them down, but they wouldn't strike them all down. So they're counting it as a win. So we have to be focused on the need for voting efforts to be redoubled and that we have to start to look more carefully for what we can do, because it does not seem, based on what you're hearing here, that there is a concerted strategy to try to get out the Black vote and or nor the energy from those who are in place. And the Congressional Black Caucus has certainly turned into nothing more than another political arm that's enriching themselves when they are supposed to be serving the Black community. So we want to hear from you. So let us know what your thoughts are, but it's time to be alarmed. In our Black Business Spotlight, we're repeating and pushing our relaunching Black Wall Street nationwide movement that we began in 2020, and we've literally stuck to that point for over 200 weekly programs. We're staying the course of our commitment and belief in this cause because we only have to be true to ourselves. So let's get out there and promote and patronize every Black business that you can during the busiest season of the year for a shopping of every type. And keep in mind that with the blitz of all the advertising dollars spent pushing goods and services of companies owned by people who do not look like us, it's easy to lose sight of our goal to uplift our communities with our dollars instead of enriching those who don't need it nearly as much as our people do. And remember, those who don't look like us don't invest a dime in our communities, and that includes the government. So our ongoing Black Business Spotlight theme during this long holiday season is let's relaunch Black Wall Street nationwide with our dollars and our cents. That's a wrap for this week's show. And remember, you can follow us and also share your thoughts and communicate with us by sending your comments as well as questions and show ideas to The Brothers Talk on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or email us, thebrotherstalk at gmail.com. As always, God willing, we'll continue to keep our focus on the issues that impact our community on the path to a better future. And until our next episode, know that we sincerely appreciate your time, your interest, and you can rest assured we'll never take it or you for granted. And finally, let's all do better today because that's all we really have.